either I came around to your table to say goodbye or hello or something, or you came to mine, and you said, uh, you asked me if I was going to, uh, if I was interested in dating anybody. And you said, you know, Anita, you used the word, words, she's a quality woman, <laughs> which we thought was kind of interesting. Well, she is a quality woman. <laughs> well, well she is. So much. Thank well, you. she is. But, uh, and, yeah. you know, so I do remember you asking, and I said, yeah, I think so. I think I'm ready to start dating again. Welcome to the Feel Good Running Podcast, where our goal is to keep you motivated, inspired, and energized. As a runner, or perhaps you are looking for the right motivation to become one, you've definitely found the right place. We share inspirational stories from real runners, motivating running-related information, and much more to help you feel good about your running. And now your host, and a longtime Feel Good Runner himself, Jim Lynch. Well, hello, runners, and welcome to episode number 18. My name is Jim Lynch, and this is my podcast, Feel Good Running. And I'd like to welcome you. If you are a regular listener, thank you. If you are brand new, thanks for checking it out. And if you're just thinking about running and somehow stumbled upon my podcast, well, hang in there because this podcast is for you, the everyday runner, And I know we're coming up to the end of the year, 2019, and it's those New Year's resolutions that are coming up. And you may be saying, wow, I'm going to start running or wow, I'm going to do a marathon or wow, I'm going to run a thousand miles this year, whatever your New Year's resolution is. And it's going to be even more special this year because we are going into a new decade, 2020. Can you believe it? 2020, a new decade. Where has the time gone? I am amazed how fast time goes. I wish I could run as fast as time seems to go by. I seriously remember when we went into the year 2000. I thought that was pretty amazing and that was 20 years ago. Wow, very exciting. You got a brand new decade coming up, a brand new year. So I hope you're well on your way to have your New Year's resolutions planned out and what you're going to do in 2020 with your running. And if you're brand new at running, Well, you came to the right place because that's what this podcast is about. It's about you. It gives you inspiration, motivation, entertainment, but it's a good podcast for the everyday runner. We don't get technical here. We don't do training plans. There's plenty of other quality running podcasts that you can find that at, along with some online resources. But here at Feel Good Running Podcast, we're a little different. We tend to focus more on human interest content, like people that have found running and it's changed their life or they've achieved something amazing in running that was tailored to their life as an everyday runner. All right, on the show today, I have guests. Yes, two guests, but they're married. Their name is Michael and Anita, and they're very good friends of mine. And it's a wonderful, very heartwarming, amazing story that I even had a part of. This is seriously a match made in running heaven. So there you go. You just listen to it in a little bit. All right, it's a milestone here at Feel Good Running because on December 3rd, we celebrated one year, one year of the Feel Good Running podcast. I'm so proud of that. 
I would like to have had more episodes out. I think we finished the first year at 17 episodes. That is all going to change in 2020. We've got more aggressive goals. Yeah, when I say we, that's my team. And my team consists of me, myself, and I. I'm a team of one. I bring all this to you, every single aspect of this podcast to you all by my little self. But in 2020, you can expect more episodes. Got some great guests lined up. And uh, the mini-sode, the last episode, number 17, the mini-sode, was an absolute hit. And I'm going to do more of these mini-sodes because I think everybody likes these little news stories. And when I say news stories, they're they're running-related news stories that are uh, very inspirational, motivational, and actually funny. There was a couple funny ones in there too. And it was only 23 or 26 minutes, something like that. So it's a quick hit, but do more of those. Uh, so uh, share, share with your friends and keep on listening. I'm very, very happy uh, and appreciative of each and every one of you. Thank you so much for, for hanging in there for the first year. Okay, uh, we are winding out 2019. I can't believe how fast the year went. And I really hope you had a great year of running in 2019. If you had a a particular goal for a race or you did a marathon or ultra or whatever you did, I hope that it all worked out for you. All your training was good and your results were were phenomenal. And uh, maybe maybe you just did it for personal reasons running in 2019 and were able to achieve some other things uh, for your health or uh, for your mental fitness, whatever it was. I hope 2019 was a good year and that you stayed injury free. Now we're not quite done yet. We still have a few weeks. And, and actually this weekend that I'm recording, there's a ton of marathons right here in Hawaii. We got the Honolulu Marathon We got the California International Marathon going on, very popular. San Antonio Rock and Roll Marathon, St. Jude's Memphis Marathon, Tucson Marathon. This is like the grand finale of the marathon season. Well, got to end it somehow, and it sounds like it's ending on a great note. So if you ran any of these, I hope you reached your goal, maybe even did a PR. Who knows? Well, since I live on Maui... I want to talk a little bit about the Honolulu Marathon. I have friends running in that. And our guests this episode are actually over there running, uh, Michael and Anita. And our friend Laura from Denver is doing her 50th state. Once she crosses that finish line, she will have completed a marathon in all 50 states. And it's taken her a long time. So big shout out to Laura. And for those that are listening, Laura is an everyday runner. She's just out there putting in mile after mile, one foot in front of the other. And she's finally achieving a goal that she's been working on for many, many years. So if Laura can achieve a running goal, if the host of your show here can achieve running goals, Michael and Nita, when you hear their story and they have achieved goals, Well, there's no reason in the world why you can't. None of us I mention are a anomaly. We're just regular people that put one foot in front of the other, just kept our goal in mind, put the necessary time and effort into working towards that goal and had a deep love for the sport of running. So always remember, if you put your mind to it, you can do it too, whatever your goal is in running, whether it's a 5K, 10K, marathon, 50 states, whatever it is, you can do it. There are stories after stories after stories stories of people that have found running and have done some pretty amazing things that have overcome 
some pretty major obstacles. And those are the type of stories that I want to bring to you in this podcast so you can stay motivated and inspired and always remember that you can do it. You can. I believe in you. And on that note, it is time for this episode's guest and start working on those 2020 running resolutions now. Don't wait. Get it down now. Now. Do it now. And now it's time to welcome this episode's very special running guest. All right, folks. You are really going to enjoy my conversation today with Michael Klee and Anita Zonker. These two are such special and close friends of mine, and this is a very heartwarming story. You know, when I first thought of the idea of of starting the Feel Good Running podcast, I knew at some point I was going to have to have them on because the story is just too phenomenal. And they're very good friends, so they couldn't diss me and say no, you know. Now, a little background, Anita's brother, David Zonker, he is the person that I ran the 50 states in D.C. with. We made a commitment to each other, and it took us eight and a half years to finish him. And at some point, I am going to get him on this podcast for an episode. I have to have him on. I'm not entirely sure, but I think he's avoiding wanting to come on to this podcast because every time I bring it up, he deflects. And goes on to some other subject. Now, we finished the 50 states back in October of 2006. And Anita ran 15 of those marathons with us, which was amazing because she lived in Germany at that time. She was a flight attendant, so she had the flexibility to join us. And there's so many memories there. Now, Michael came into the picture later. He found the running club that I was in, Runner's Edge of the Rockies in Denver, and we established a friendship right off the bat. Anita eventually retired from her flight attendant job in Germany and then moved back to Denver And she ended up in the running club also. So an annual race, which I love, this half marathon, Georgetown to Idaho Springs. Afterwards, Michael and his son sat down with Anita and I at a table for a late breakfast. Well, soon after that, they started dating. And I'm very pleased to say for 10 years now, they are a happily married running couple. Well, of course, there's a lot more to the background of this story, so... You're going to hear that. And when I was in Denver in October, I had a chance finally to sit down with them. So now enjoy my wonderful conversation with Michael Klee and Anita Zonker. Yeah, they they really are married. Really. Different last names, though. What's going on? It's going to snow here. I live in Maui. And I come to Colorado just to interview both of you, and it's going to snow. What's the deal with that? Can you tell me why you arranged that? <laughs> we know how much you love the snow, how much you miss it. Yeah. And so we thought, you know what? Jim loves the snow deep down. He loves it. Yes. So He just won't admit it. Yes. I, yeah, deep down inside. If I came here in July, you'd probably have snow too, I would assume. I tell you, you missed... A really, really cold day a couple of weeks ago. It went from 83 down to nine the next day. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't miss it. I didn't miss it. I didn't miss it at all. I saw it. I I saw it on. I was in my office. It was about 90 degrees outside. Yes. And I saw it in my office on my computer that Denver was having this issue. So. Yeah. 
but I love it here and I do miss Denver. It's a, it's a great city, a lot of good memories. And I am sitting with you both and we have a lot of memories. We, I we mean, we are, we are we talking, do. we go, we go way back and this is going to be so much fun. I've been looking forward to, I've been looking forward to this. We do go way. way back. I was trying to remember when we met, but I think it was 1998 or before. Well, I met David, your brother, yes. who uh, at some point I want to get onto this podcast. Okay. I bring it up to him and he's, he, he deflects. Yeah. Yeah, yeah just, I don't know if, has he done anything where he's in the witness protection program? Or? <laughs> Not that I know of. Okay, I don't, I don't know what, why uh, I said I wanted him on for the 20th episode and he really didn't answer me on that. Oh. So we'll figure it out. I'm going to have to do my interview with him on Skype. But mm-hmm. uh, I met him after I moved to Colorado in 1995 and um, he was not a runner at the time he was watching Lori and myself and you remember Ron Dart did he ever no. he, he, he worked over at Jones and we would go out and we would run and David would come by at lunchtime and he would look at us and he knew Lori really well he didn't know me from anything okay. and then he started running with us and him and I you know connected in and started talking and we became friends so that had to have been around 1996 I don't think it went into 97, but it could have. But I think it was towards the end of 96. I remember your first marathon was March 1998, and I flew out to L.A. with you and David. It wasn't your first marathon, but it was my brother's first marathon. And I had been running for, what, 15 years, just running on my own. You never did a marathon before that, did you? Never, never. Right. And I thought... Good heavens, here's my little brother running a marathon and I've been running for 15 years. So that probably got me you know, itching to do one. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure it did. You know, yes. um, that was a heck of a trip. And that was, I talked him into doing that marathon. I said, you got to try one. <laughs> and LA was coming up and he agreed to go do it. Uh, your mother and your father came out for that. My dad and I did. I don't think mom did. She didn't come out for no, that? No, she didn't come out for that one. Uh, she came to my first one, but uh, no, uh, dad and I flew out to LA that morning and Lori's husband, Jeff, right. picked us up at the airport. Right, because Lori was out there too. Yes, yes. And uh, then dad flew back home and I stayed one night in LA. So, but mom and dad did go to a lot of marathons. Oh, they did. Well, I remember I also brought uh, somebody I was dating at the time, Karen was her name. Yes. Um, and, and, and now at my age, at this point of my life and all I've gone through, I find women toxic, so I don't hang around with them at all. <laughs> well, I'm glad you're talking to me. Too. I am. You're a good friend. <laughs> Thank you. I have, yes. I have a couple good friends in Maui too, but you know, the, the uh-huh. dating scene right now for me, I just, hands off. Oh huh? uh, yeah. Yeah. So you, you came out and, and then, um, our first marathon was, like you just said, October 24th, 1999, which will be 20 years tomorrow. Exactly. I mean, it's hard to believe 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. And it was back in the day when you could just sign up for a marathon the month before. 
Right. Because now it's, you know, lotteries and months ahead of time. Right. And I think you and David were trying to talk me into running a marathon and you were signed up already, I believe, for the Marine Corps. And so I said, okay. Well, you know, I didn't sign up on my own for all these. David, when we went to the New York City Marathon, and that was November of 1998, we were walking up to the Verrazano Narrow Bridge, and he wanted to find out if uh, I would be interested in running all 50 states. Mm -hmm. And at that time, we were having a good time. We were up on the bridge. I go, yeah, sure, why not? Oh, I thought it was your idea. No, wrong thing to say to David. (laughs) Because once he gets a goal in his head, uh, you can't back out of that. And so then he started looking at other ones. And our next one was Walt Disney World. And we did that, this Vegas marathon, which was terrible at the time. This was before rock and roll. They they took us on a bus and and drove us way out, you know, towards the California and Nevada border. And then we had to run back in. Didn't get anywhere near the strip. We ended up in a park, I think, in Henderson by by the oh. airport. Mm. It was it was just crazy, and uh, yeah. so we had a couple like Okaboji and all that, and you weren't involved yet. But when right. we did the Marine Corps, right. that was a fun trip. That was a great trip. Remember, that's when we met. My parents knew a congressman, right, Leonard Boswell from Iowa. Yes, and he showed us all around. And we went to the Capitol and he showed us the underground tunnel right. that goes mm-hmm. through there. And we had lunch in the the Democrat lunchroom or we something. We did, yes. And just had a private tour through the White House, I believe. Or at least he set up a tour of the White House for us. And that was a great Great trip. And that's when mom and dad were there. Right. My sister Linda right. flew out for it. And it was quite, quite special. I remember we normally you can't go on to the congressional floor. I mean, you can go on the top of it, but you couldn't go on it. But Leonard was able Correct. to bring us down to it. Yes. So we could sit in one of those seats and just think about all the history that has gone on in that room. Yes. You know, that's where the, um, what is that in January? The State of the State Union. Of the Union. Union. That's and right. sitting there thinking of all the presidents that were right up there and, and mm-hmm. sitting in this chair and thinking of how many State of the Union addresses were there. Yes. Right. That was that was just it's, wonderful. It's and then it was a who's who also uh, because you would be walking down the hall in the tunnel or you'd be doing a lunch and you go, oh, that's that guy. There's that guy. There's that woman. See them on TV all the time. Right, right. It that was, was really cool to, to have that be the first marathon with all you experienced runners. Right. And and what, uh, do you remember the time that you had when you... Uh, I did a 357. Well, let me see what I did. I got to make sure I beat you. Yeah, I did. I beat yeah, you that You beat year. me I did. that one. Yes, you beat me that time because my first one, duh. And <laughs> But I remember I was so ill when I finished. Remember that, Jim? I was yes. white as a sheet. And oh, my goodness. I was so, I don't think I had, um, I had dressed too warmly. I had a long sleeve, which I don't ever do now. But I had a long sleeved on and I don't think I drank or 
Well, I might have drunk a little bit, but I didn't have any chews or goos or anything with me. I think they only had the goos at that time. I don't even remember the chews right, back then. Right, they probably didn't have the chews yeah. then. And I, I just went out too fast as a typical first-timer, and I was white as a sheet and just sick when I finished. I know. And I drank, I think... 20 glasses of cranberry juice. I think you kept handing me something to drink, mm. and I just drank, drank, drank. And then I felt better. And since I had already signed up for my number two marathon, I said, okay, well, I do have to do another one. But otherwise, I don't know if I would have. <laughs> yeah, you weren't, you weren't very happy at the end of that. I was not happy after that. Even yeah. though I did a 357, that was a pretty good time. That's a great time for, Thank you. for them. Yeah, right. I wish I could do it now, but I can't do it. What, anyway. was, what was our next marathon? Our next one was Maui. Oh, okay. So that was... <laughs> that uh, was two, was Yeah, Maui. that was March of March 19th of 2000. That was my introduction to Maui. So yes. the listeners that are listening from Maui, your brother arranged everything at the Kihei Surfside. Right. And we had a wonderful time. I still have video of all that <laughs> floating around. And uh, that was my introduction. And we had a great time. You probably... I know you beat me in that I race. I beat you in that when I beat my yeah. brother too, remember? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I came up behind him at mile 25 and I go, David, is that you? <laughs> yes. <laughs> he was really mad. <laughs> well, that's a tough race. That's, that is. It's hot and it started at like quarter till six or something. It started very early in the morning and it's a tough one. I know. We just had the 49th annual a week and a half ago. <sighs> and uh, who would have thought? back in 2000 that I would be race director for the Maui Marathon. Who would have thought? That's fantastic. And now know every single inch of that course and everything about it. (laughs) Now it's in October too. We did it in March. It was still in March that year, 2000. And maybe the next year it switched to October. Well, what what happened was because it started to get more tourism out in Hawaii, the tourism authority wanted to pull it away from uh, the busier times. And oh. a lot of those resorts, I oh. believe when we were at the Postolo dinner the night before, some of those were time shared out and all that. Now they're all major resorts over there oh. and, and you, they're packed, oh. constantly packed. Oh. So it was moved to September, mm-hmm. but September is too hot. And there was another reason the Kauai Marathon is always usually on Labor Day weekend. Then we have the Hana Relay, which is a real big race out there. There's 100 teams and it's so much fun. And then the following week was the Maui Marathon and it was really hot. So when uh, John and I took over race director, we moved it to October and it's worked out really well. And uh, our numbers have improved every year. So So next year will be 50. This is the 50th year coming up next year. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we've done a lot and, and there was a couple that, that stick out in my mind too. And I think this is pre-Michael. Um, we were over in Burlington, Vermont. Mm-hmm. That was a fun race. I still love that picture when we were sitting on the bench Yes, right. in Burlington. Yes. That was a, that we was having a, an ice cream or something before. Yeah. That was a nice one. That was a great race, a nice little downtown area, kind of. Uh-huh. I think the same person that designed uh, Boulder. Uh, That's right, Pearl Street. Pearl Street, right. And then the right. other one I remember was New Orleans. Oh, yes. Yeah, New Orleans. And we had a lot of fun that out there, That was great. Too. New Orleans was a 
That was before it was a rock and roll too. I think it's a rock and roll now. I'm not sure. It, it, I think it is. But uh, that was a fun one, New Orleans. Boop came out on that one and she hung did. out with us. Oh yeah, we said, that's right. My sister Boop. That's <laughs> where the the famous saying "something wong," something wong, something wong, <laughs> which is an inside. That's thing right. For all of us. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was a good one. We've done. 15 together. We did 15, 15 marathons, marathons together. together. Mm-hmm. Boy, that was fun. It was fun back then. St. George did together. My favorite. See? I love that race. Yes. Um, I didn't like uh, going back to Las Vegas, oh. though. <laughs> the, the escalators were broke. <laughs> We couldn't walk. We had to walk up sideways up those escalators. It was crazy. Yeah. It was the most pain I think I've ever experienced yeah. after a marathon because it was all downhill, pretty much St. George. And we drove back to Las Vegas that night, still went up to the Rio. Right. And had a drink. We were up all day. Mm-hmm. and uh, But that was a great one, St. George. St. I'd George. recommend that to anybody. I've done it twice. The second time I BQ'd Boston qualified it. And so I was happy. I didn't Boston qualify the first time that we did that. Mm-hmm. Let me see what I got on when here. When did you do it again? Well, we we did it. We didn't do it too long after Maui. We, uh, oh, we no, I know. We did it uh, there, but... Um, Let me look on my list here. I got all my marathons listed here. It was more towards, uh, let's see, St. George. Where did it, Where is it? And all... I'll cut this down a little bit and edit it. Yeah, it was right after Maui. Well, we did ours, yeah. Oh, right. We did ours on October 7th. Right, right. Of 2000. I think I beat you then. Yeah, you probably did. Uh, Oh, you know, the other one I remember was uh, Mount Rushmore. Oh, right. I beat you on that one because I got you on that hill. By two minutes, I think. By two minutes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That was a fun race. I don't think you ever beat me or I beat you anymore. You said, forget it. Yeah. I was tired of it. Yes, exactly. This old lady. (laughs) All right. So that's kind of down memory lane, but I want to really get into, you know, what I really like about uh, what I'm going to be, we're going to be talking about because, um, I feel somewhat responsible uh, for you two individuals together right now. Maybe not fully responsible, but somewhat responsible. You, you certainly are partly partly responsible. <laughs> partly responsible. For yeah, this. I, I distinctly remember how you were responsible. Yes. <laughs> so, and we'll get into that now. When did you join Nita Runner's Edge? I joined November 2007, the maintenance at the, uh, right at the end of 2007. So. Right. You came in. David and I, I, I got into it because I had one more marathon to go to complete 50 states. And I, it had to wait a year before we, you know, we did the one on the East Coast. Um, Runner's Edge of the Rockies is a local running group here in Denver, and it's uh, headed up by a gentleman by the name of David Manthe, who started it like 12 years ago, something like that. Uh, 2003, I believe. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. Really? 16 years ago? Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yes. I joined in 2005. 
six, 2006, because we finished our 50th, 50 states in 2006. Um, so you were involved. And then I remember, Michael, I think it was the Parker run that I was on with and at the very beginning of Runner's Edge when I was there. And you were kind of just out there running. Well, what happened was uh, <clears throat> I went to the Lakewood Runner's Roost store looking for my very first pair of decent running shoes because I had started uh, running um, in August of 2005 at the suggestion of my doctor, Adam Abraham, who said, you really need to get some aerobic exercise. So uh, anyway, there's a, a backstory even before then. But anyway, um, so I went and I met Sonia, the owner of the Runner's Roost store, and she sold me a pair of Brooks shoes and said, oh, you know, there's a, uh, there's a running club that meets here uh, next month. I think it was something like August 8th or 11th, something like that. And you ought to come out and, and run with them. And so I put it on my calendar and I showed up and she said, oh, they already left a half an hour ago um, because I wasn't on the email list. And I didn't know that they had, uh, you know, made the time half an hour earlier for leaving. Uh, so she was very nice. She said, oh, come with me. And she walked me out and showed me where the start line was and pointed in the direction and said, oh, you'll meet them. So uh, I didn't for quite a while. But then I looked over to my right after a few miles and I saw you and a couple other runners running the opposite direction. I ran over and met up with you. Okay. And that's when you introduced me to the concept of running with a training group, which was very valuable to me. So it wasn't the Parker run. It was over in Lakewood. It was. That day. Okay. Yeah. I remember because you were kind of a wayward runner out there. And then uh -huh. you came up and said, are you with the running group? And you said, yeah. And then that's, yeah, and we, that's, that's where we started. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I missed the arrows or whatever. I was just uh, kind of... You'd uh, never run with them before, no, so you didn't and, know. and I didn't have anybody else but to run with. But luckily, I did see you running. And, and you weren't a runner before that, correct? Well, I had always a run for fitness throughout my life. Um, but at the age of uh, 47, I somehow suffered a knee injury. And I thought that that was it, that at my age, I shouldn't be running anyway or something. I knew nothing about competitive running. And so I just um, stopped running and I would do a lot of walking or hiking. Uh, but for 12 years, I didn't run until uh, 2005 when my wife passed away after a prolonged illness and I had a physical and the doctor said, you better get some aerobic exercise. And so I thought, well, I'll, I'll try running again. <laughs> and I lived on Green Mountain, which is has no flat surfaces. It's all right. up or down. It's beautiful too. Yeah. And uh, so I just started running around the block. And much to my surprise, my knees worked. There was no pain. <laughs> and I would be out running in blue jeans and Spalding general purpose training shoes and uh, I kept going higher and higher up the mountain. And finally, uh, after a few weeks, I, I could run all the way to the crest of Green Mountain. And then all the way back 
down the other side of it to C-470, um, the interstate, and then back up again and then back home. And so, uh, well, I could go on and on, but you know, <laughs> that's where it started. That's where it all started. Yeah. And then from that point on, you were a regular at every Saturday run. Mm-hmm. And then you started doing the speed work. Yes, I did. Um, but I, I have to say that <clears throat> I'll have to give some credit to my daughter, Joy, as well as another employee at the Vitamin Cottage, which is now called Natural Grocers. Um, they knew I was running and really enjoying it. And they both said, you really ought to run the Boulder Boulder. And so I did. And that really, the following, okay, so I met you in August of uh, 2006. And so in May of 2007, I ran the Boulder Boulder and I really got hooked because it went very well for me. And uh, yeah, and so I I joined Runner's Edge of the Rockies uh, actually for that winter maintenance session of 2006. Right. Yeah. And uh, yeah. You might have mm -hmm. to tell people what the Boulder Boulder is possibly. If they uh, it, or maybe they have. You know, there's there's a lot of big 10Ks out in the U.S. and the Boulder Boulder is one of the largest That's ones. Right. Um, That's right. What do they bring in? About 50,000, 60,000 mm-hmm. runners? 50 well, something. 50 at the most. And I yeah. s- sometimes it's around 43, 46,000. 46. 000, 46 yeah. Yeah. Right. I think they register <clears throat> for it and then they end up like 46 was last year, I think. But yeah, it's a big one. It's it's gigantic, and mm-hmm. it's uh, been around, and it finishes in Sea uh, Stadium, yes. and you go around, you see yourself on the big screen. Yes, it's, um, it's, there's one down in Charleston, South Carolina, too, called the Cooper River Bridge Run, and that's one of the largest mm-hmm. ones. So whenever you see Boulder, Boulder, even though that's the largest, you'll see Cooper River Bridge Run in there too. But th- that is a fun run. Yeah, I've done it a few mm-hmm. times. Yeah, you have. I'm, yeah, we've we've done it together a number of seven times, times now. now. I think yeah. seven times. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you never ran a marathon before that. I never, before Runners Edge be, before uh, the Boulder Boulder. I, I had never run any race of any kind. Mm. Um, but in the autumn, in October of two thousand six, at the age of sixty, I ran my first race, a distance race, a Denver half marathon. And I finished with uh, one hour and 50 minutes. And I was really excited about that. (laughs) Although at the time I thought, oh my gosh, I'll never run a marathon because this was enough (laughs) effort, you know, but I did. (laughs) Well, you know, I, I just distinctly remember when in runner's edge, when you came in, we all saw your improvement constantly mm-hmm. week after week you were getting faster and faster and we're going michael is just an amazing runner and your speed work is really where we saw you accelerate and become mm-hmm. uh, this this amazing runner well the speed work really really helped me in it um by the time i ran my second marathon uh that's when i did my pr and uh I attribute it to the speed work, yes. Yeah, oh, it, that was a good program. And uh, I assume he still has that going on, but I don't know what level he has it going on. Um, but we used to do it in the evening. We didn't do the early mornings. Towards the end, I did it in the early mornings. Um, 
So let's talk about one day we were, there's a great race out here. It's called Georgetown to Idaho Springs. Yes. And I love that race. And every year I try to figure out a way that I can come back and run it. But what was amazing is, is I looked at the results this year and I didn't see very many people that I knew that normally run that race. I don't know what, if it's changed or. No, it hasn't changed. I think uh, Runner's Edge doesn't do the pacing anymore. And David, our coach, doesn't incorporate that in our weekly schedule anymore. It used to be part (laughs) of our Saturday run would be the Georgetown, but now he's kind of distanced himself from that. So I think that's probably why. And we didn't do it for some reason. I don't know. We've done it a few times. You probably were out of town because you're always traveling. That's probably it. Mm -hmm. That's probably it. Yeah. The the race director at that time, I can't remember what his name was. It was Stefan. Stefan, yeah. Mm-hmm. And he was he yes. was an awesome guy yes. and and I actually was able to do a few things with him before I left uh to Mali. And he ran Georgetown Idaho Springs, but I'm sure that that whole thing has changed. It's changed. Yeah. I also heard a rumor that uh the uh, high school field was sold mm-hmm. and they're talking yes. about maybe not having that as a finish line area in the future. You're right. And I just remember reading about it, but I don't know any details. And so, yeah, I don't know how it's going to be in the future. So, yeah, well, I hope to run it. Someday I'll get back here and I'll run it again. But there was one year that we ran it. Look at that. I'm looking outside and now the leaves are starting to blow around. It's it's supposed to snow tonight. It went from nice when I came over here and now it's going to snow. Yeah. (laughs) Anyways, uh, don't worry about it. You want to turn the light on? Yes. You don't want me to have the ambiance looking at the <laughs> weather go yeah, crazy out turn there. Turn the lights on, it's turning dark. Right. Um, so after the race, we usually go and hang out in Idaho Springs and get some lunch or breakfast, late breakfast or whatever. And and uh, a lot of the Runner's Edge people just hang out. And um, I was at a table and you were at a table. We drove up together. Yeah. Yeah. yeah just you and me. Yeah. And... Um, we were at a table, right? And most everybody that we knew just said hi to us and walked on and went into another room. And I was kind of thinking, "Gosh, you know, nobody wants to sit with us." That still happens to me all the time, <laughs> constantly. <laughs> yeah, I know. I didn't take a shower, but okay. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. So, so then, yeah, go yeah. ahead. And uh, uh, this gentleman who's sitting across from me now, Michael, sat down with us. Yes. With with his son. He felt sorry son. for us yes. and with your son. Well, we were looking for just two empty seats and uh, <laughs> right. uh, so they were the only have. ones in the house, I think. Yes. And so we said, can we sit down with you? And said, sure. And so my son, Sajal, and I sat there and that's when I first yes. met my beautiful wife. Uh-huh. Yeah, but there's still a lot more to the story. That's just the first day that you were talking to her. We got a lot that's more right. to talk about on how oh, that oh, all yeah. happened. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes. Plus, Jim, I have to um, add something that that day, I don't even know if you know, that I got first in my age group and I didn't even know it. So I didn't pick up that beautiful 
gold pan mm-hmm. that you get for first place with a little animal out of some mineral right. that they mm-hmm. uh, carve or something. And now that would have been it if I had had that pan sitting there on the table and Michael yeah. comes along. <laughs> that would have impressed him to no end even more. But, well, let, let's let me just say something yes, that I don't sure. think a pan had to do anything with being impressed. <laughs> you don't think? <laughs> yeah, a pan wasn't going to do anything that day. Okay. All right. Okay. Thank you, Jim. But that's just a nice little side. And that makes me mad still that I didn't pick that thing up. You never got it? I never got it. Oh, wow. No, never oh, got it. Gosh, I oh, would have well. been all over that. I would have wanted my pan. Well, I didn't know? even know it till like later. You I, know? I don't know if I got one that year or not. You know. I don't know if you did or not either. So we maybe we uh, both didn't pick it up. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway. So, so as the story goes, um, I don't think it was immediately, but I think it was very shortly after you approached me, Nita, and you said, you know that, Michael? What did you say to me? What did I say to you? Because I remember that my brother belong to the club too, right? The running the running club. And he said, you know, there's all sorts of different levels of runners, all different ages. And there's a very nice gentleman who just lost his wife a couple years ago. And he's very nice. And I think he'd probably get along. And to tell you the truth now, I don't know. What did I say to you? You said you were a little interested in him. I did. Yeah, that's what you said. <laughs> I said, "Do you know him?" Or I said, "I know him," and I uh, I said that uh, you said, "Well, if you can throw in a good word for me," I said, "Yeah, yeah, I I, I think I can I can do that." As a matter of fact, we were going to Kansas City. That's right. That's <laughs> right. And you and I were roommates. Yes. In the uh, room, and I said, yes, I will bring it up when I go to Kansas City because we were running the Kansas City Marathon. I remember you called me before you went. And you go, Nita, what do you think about if I asked Michael if he was interested in dating again? And uh, I said, sure, do. All right. So anyway, anyway, it happened. It did. <laughs> yeah, I really. Re- it I, did. How did that? Okay. I, I remember how it happened. Yes. <laughs> well, we ran the race, and uh, I ran a really good race for me, you know. And um, so we had kind of a party afterwards in the restaurant of the hotel, and after we ate and everything. Um, Either I came around to your table to say goodbye or hello or something, or you came to mine, and you said, uh, you asked me if I was going to, uh, if I was interested in dating anybody. And you said, you know, Anita, you used the word words, she's a quality woman, <laughs> which we thought was kind of interesting. Well, she is a quality woman. <laughs> well, well she is. So much. Thank well, you. she is. But, uh, and, yeah. you know, I, so I do remember you asking, I said, yeah, I think so. I think I'm ready to start dating again. And you, uh, you seem to have enjoyed the conversation that you had with her when we were at the table at Georgetown, Idaho mm-hmm. Springs. And, um, and I remember something distinct in that uh, race is that you journaled 
and we were in the room and you were journaling about, not about Nita, but about the race and your experience there. Oh. And you put, you put something down in your journal the night before the time that you wanted to hit on that race. And, uh, you ran a 337.18 that day. Yes, I did. And you qualified for Boston. Yes, I did. And that was pretty doggone close to what you put in your journal. Oh, really? Was it? I'll have to yeah. look at that. I, I don't recall that. Yeah. Yeah. You, you put something in there. You had a target time uh -huh. and you were very ecstatic. And was that your first or second marathon? That was my second Second marathon. marathon. And you were 61, right? I was, uh, yeah, I was uh, 61 years of age. That's right. And that, uh, the previous spring of the same year, I ran the fir my first marathon in Fort Collins, the Colorado Marathon. <clears throat> and I qualified for Boston there also. Right. The very first one. So how did it end up? I, I know that I, I mentioned that he was interested. So where did you first meet? Uh, alone. Alone. On your first Our sort of date. Our first official date was November 26th, 2007. And we had, uh, we had a run together in Evergreen. And I think Michael approached me and said, mm -hmm. when do you have time or... We set up the first date then after that run, and we met at a Panera's, I remember, mm -hmm. and we had a good Yeah, we, we did. had a good date. Yeah, yeah mm -hmm. we had just lunch. It was a lunch date. Right. And then after that, then I think we had another lunch date. And yeah. Yeah. So it was like the end of 2007. So it was, yeah. it's been 12 years. So I remember, and I'm not sure that if you know this or not, Michael, but um, Nita would always confide in me and say, gosh, darn it, Michael, you, you said something about dating. And, and what was that that you said to me? That Michael didn't want to date or he didn't want to get married or oh, it was I, hilarious. Oh, I just know. No, I, <laughs> I remember that after our first date, we were still in the mall where Panera's was. And, and we, you went, Michael went to the bathroom or I went, had to go to the bathroom. And when I got out, Michael was gone and I saw him walking to the car and I go, well, he didn't even wait to say goodbye or something like that. And I ran after him. He is already in the car, like driving away. And I knocked on the window and I said, hey, you didn't say goodbye. And I thought, you know, he didn't like me at all because he just left without waiting. So I guess we hadn't said, I didn't say, okay, then, you know, please wait for me. I'll be right out. But he thought the date was over. And so I just ran out and knocked on the window and I said, hey, you didn't say goodbye. But, but no, I think things no, there, went. There, there, it, it went good, but there was something that you said that Michael said something like, I really like you, but I'm not going to marry you. Oh. Do you remember that? Oh. Well, you know, neither of us were really <laughs> uh, looking at the time for a long-term relationship. I mean, it just... We kind of grew on each other over time. Yeah. Know, it was until like two it was years obvious that we two years wanted to get married. It was. So, mm -hmm. plus, you know, Michael was, I mean, I had never been married. So, that was also very mm -hmm. different for, you know, me 
Not that, you know, I didn't want to be married, but I was waiting for the right person. It actually works out for some people. Some people it does. Some people it does, right. (laughs) I waited for the right one. Yeah. uh, So we'll be celebrating our 10th anniversary next uh, in January. So you you got together and one good thing you had in common, besides a lot of other things, I think you both like to travel and your career was, you were a flight attendant. Yes. Right. For 30 years with Lufthansa, the German airlines. Right. And lived in Germany. Germany. Lived in Germany for 32 years. And yeah, always thought I'd move back to the States when I was done. So it took me about a year and a half. And you did. And you worked at, uh, you were the manager at the CU bookstore. Yeah. For the health sciences center. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So it looked like a great match. And then you had this thing called running that you both loved. (laughs) That's right. And you still love. We still love. That's right. And uh, we've we've continued it. And I've just found it just wonderful that my husband runs too. And we have to get up early Saturday mornings and go to our run. Sometimes it starts at 6 a.m. in the summer. And it's just easier when you have a partner that has to get up early too. Right. And you know, run your 16 or 18 or 20 mile training run. So it's, it's been good. It's just, uh, uh, it's become part of our rhythm of life. We just right. uh, mm-hmm. get up and we have some coffee and then we go out running and we come back and shower and then make yep. breakfast and go on with our day. That's yeah. amazing. It's part of our day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's yeah. really amazing. And you're going to be celebrating 10 years here pretty soon, uh, That's January 12th. Right. That's exactly 2020. Right. That's right. Wow. 10 whole years already. I know. It's hard to believe. You know, the podcast that I do is I love, I love the stories, the human interest stories. <laughs> and the people that I try to find in most cases are, they have a really good, uh, or not really good, but they have something in their background that running came into play that has really transformed their lives. And, um, you know, you moved to back here and you haven't been to the U.S. living for many, many right. years. You were in Germany. Right. I mean, that was your life over there right. with your sister. Right. And yes. she ended up moving back yes. here too. Yes. And you went through pain in your life. You know, you, mm-hmm. you lost your wife and, you know, you, you had that. And then you found running and you found runner's edge and you found running. Yes. And it yes. seems to have, have yeah. done just something major for both of you. Yes. D- definitely. Definitely. And it was a, a coincidence that it was runner's edge that you found runner's edge with my brother right. and that you had met Michael before I moved over here. Right. And then my brother for that Christmas, 2006, gave me five runs with the uh, running club. Right. I, and uh, so I just used those that during that next year. And then I finally signed up then at the end of uh, 2007. And so that kind of got me started with a club that my brother gave me these five you know, training runs for Christmas. And uh, so that was a great present. And uh, there was a couple incidents that <clears throat> kind of increased our bonding, you might say. <clears throat> Excuse me. In the spring of 2008, Nita went to Germany to visit friends in April. 
And um, just the day before she got back to Denver, I suffered a serious back injury. Um, I was working for a natural grocer's store and uh, I was lifting a heavy tub of nuts and twisting at the same time and I herniated a lumbar disc and it was really serious. It really hurt like the devil. And and so she comes back from Germany and finds me kind of an invalid. <laughs> and um, you really was uh, was my nurse and transporter mm-hmm. for a while, uh, you know, and it, right. it made a, yeah. Uh, yeah. it really helped me out a lot because I needed trips to see the doctor. Um, yeah. I had a couple injections in my between L four and L five to shrink that. Uh, disc that was impinging on my sciatic nerve that pretty much immobilized my right leg. Yeah. And they worked. And uh, right. and wouldn't you know, uh, I don't know whether uh, it was either after that or just before that, y- y- uh, your sister could not accompany you to Nepal right. on this trip you had planned. Right. And so you right. asked if I wanted to go with you Yes. to the Annapurna base camp in Nepal right. on a trekking trip. Yeah. And I remember saying, I said, oh, my God, I don't know. <laughs> you know, I had never left uh, the country since my college days anyway, and I had done very little traveling. And uh, Sajal says, oh, Dad, go for it, you know, <laughs> do it, you know. <laughs> And right. so, yeah, we went. In, in November that year. November of 2008, yeah. and we had a great time. Yes, yes. Well, you're back, then you had those shots, and uh-huh. you recovered, and you had signed up for Boston yes. that you remember, and you had to cancel. I had to cancel had to Boston. reschedule until next year. In April of 2008. And so. you were just so, so depressed, basically, because Boston really? was Boston. Yeah. And... You know, my and then David, you know, my brother said, "Well, you know, maybe something good will come out of this." And sure enough, then we ran it together in two thousand nine. That's right. Yeah, yeah. So that's, that's a that's that's <laughs> awesome story. And um, I, you know, I know how depressing it is not to run Boston because I remember I I didn't qualify. Lori and David qualified. Yes. I never qualified. We were there, Jim. Remember yes. we were there when they did it. Yeah. I never was on the yeah. sideline of a marathon in my life. And yeah. I went, oh, this, this isn't right. This I, I don't, I don't <laughs> want to deal with this. And I think, I believe that was the year uh, when we got back and that was the, we got back the day before Columbine. That's it. That's exactly right. Yeah. Um, because my sister and I, since I lived in Germany, the next day we left for... Germany again, the 20th of April, and we were sitting in the waiting room in Boston Logan and saw that there was a shooting in high school in Arapahoe County. Right. And my nieces and nephews were going to Arapahoe High School and we, and they had never said the name of the high school and we were just petrified and we couldn't call. We didn't have cell phones back then. We didn't at least. And so we were just worried the whole flight back to. Yeah. Germany. That was a dark day. That was a very yeah. dark day. Everything about that was exactly. dark. So you never had surgery on your back, right? I never had to have surgery. Oh, you're very I'm lucky. So, so very lucky. Yeah. And uh, I've completely recovered. I have to watch it. I can't lift extremely heavy things 
although I've done it, but I usually pay a price afterwards <laughs> with a little pain, but yeah. it, it gets yeah, better then. Yeah, you just have to be careful on that because I, I had my surgery. And, yes, you did. You know, yes. and, and just like you, uh, afterwards, I, I was able to really function well and mm. run marathons. You still ran how many after that? A, a lot. Gosh, a lot, yeah. A lot. And right. speaking of marathons, I'm just looking down at my notes here and you need to have run 50 marathons. I just completed my 50th last month. How many states? 42 states. <laughs> I'm going to leave it at 42 states. You know, I'm looking at you. Like I know this. you are. I know because you keep saying, but you know, if you think about it, eight, still eight marathons. And it's just, you know, I say my brother did it way back when he finished the 50 states with you back in 2006 before hardly anybody had ever thought of doing the 50 states. And right. now I think almost everybody is doing it. And so I said, okay, my brother did it. One, one is enough. I don't need that. You know, you, I don't you, need that you ambition. Don't, you don't need that trophy no, in your trophy I room? That. I don't know. I have enough trophies in there. All right. Well, <laughs> but, if, um, if I live long enough and you, you know, I'll, I'll watch you and we'll see where this goes. You know what I thought? I thought, okay, well, I'll just, the rest of the eight states, I'll do a half. Well, there you go. So, you know, I've done four continents, so that's pretty good. That's yeah. more than I, I most wanted, people. I want to talk about that too, um, okay. some of your international races. But Michael, you've done 35 marathons. Yes, I have. 35 marathons. And between both of you, 33 together as far as running that's, together. That's mm-hmm. correct. Marathons on, yeah. on trips. Wow. Since we've uh, met, yeah. Since some we, of them, uh, when we started doing them, we would do them together. I mean, like side by side. And then after a while, we realized, no, we just can't do that anymore because we have different Michael's speeds. Michael's a little faster. Yeah, yeah. Ordinarily, I'm a little faster. Yeah. Unless I run into some problem like <laughs> I did the last <laughs> marathon. Right, yeah. Yeah. But, but yeah, but we've done a few totally step by step together, but now we just say... We'll see you at the finish. Well, you're all going to the same place, so it's not like uh, right. you're going running in different Can't directions. Lost. Can't get lost. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I, I think I put something down here. You ran uh, in uh, two marathons this year. You've done three, from what I understand. Correct. But we'll talk about the other one. But you did Clarence DeMar Marathon and Green Bay both this year, correct? Uh, or was that last year? No, um, it's Clarence DeMar and Keene. Yeah. Uh, Keene was last year. Okay. And Green Bay was two years ago. Oh, it was. Oh, was. Oh, no, was that that May? Oh, no. No, you're right. May 2018 was Green Bay. Right. And then September 2018 was Keene, Clarence DeMar. That's right, because this year you did um, the one in Holland, Michigan. Uh, one in Nebraska. Valentine, yes. Nebraska. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. I, I know you weren't super happy with your your times this year, but last year, bo- both those marathons, you both qualified for Boston in both of those marathons. Mm-hmm. Yes. Know, probably did. Yes. Yeah. You know, Jim, the older you get, the easier it is to qualify for Boston. So... You know, we, well, I'm we, only 27, so I still got a long <laughs> ways to go. For you, it's really tough. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, but for us, us here, we, uh, you know, it doesn't take that much to qualify. 
Yeah, but so, still, you know, but, they, did, but, did they hit your times too where you have to go um, five minutes faster to qualify in your age uh, group? Uh, you know, it really gets a lot better yeah. the older you get. Mm-hmm. I think for me now it's 445 or something. Yeah. It's the qualifying time. So, yeah. you know, on a good day, I can do that. That's amazing. It's still an amazing time, yeah. you know, to do. Yeah, for, for our age. So you've you've done four continents. What tell me about some of your races that you've done outside of the United States that you've really enjoyed? Well, um, we did the Prince of Wales Island, well, that's Alaska. Alaska. That's not out of yeah. Oh well, that's not out of the country. That's true. It just <laughs> it seems, seems like, like it's it out of the country. <laughs> it's off the coast anyway. Okay. Well, okay. Uh, one that I often think about is the Buller Gorge Marathon on the South Island of New Zealand on the western coast and uh, that was neat uh, when i th- when we think of marathons we often think of the whole trip we took not just the race itself right. because we usually try to incorporate a vacation around the race and um, what brought us to new zealand was an invitation by my oldest nephew tom who is a professor at the university of christchurch uh in Christchurch. Actually, it's got a different name. Canterbury. Canterbury University in Christchurch. And so uh, we visited with he and his wife, and uh, then we ran that marathon. And uh, it it was a very uh, simple marathon. The registration was very cheap. It was the equivalent of about $35. You did not get a medal. You did not get a shirt. You just get the chance to run it. Uh, with other folks, and every five years they give you a medal. So that was. Do you have to run five of the marathons? No, no, not you consecutively. Just, you just yeah. had to hit it on that. Hit it on the right on the year. Right year. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Um, but that that was one that I I enjoyed. Right now, our next out of the country marathon was Berlin. And that was yeah. because of David, right? Because he said after you finished the fifty states, which I think you had done fifty six marathons or fifty seven, yeah. even incorporating the fifty states. And he said, "Okay, I'm done." And then probably six months later or so, he came up to us and asked us, "Hey, would you be interested in running Berlin?" Because my brother was born in Berlin, right? I mean, in Germany, and. So, you know, we didn't hesitate. We said, sure, of course. So we ran Berlin together, and that was really neat. My sister, Betty Boop, flew over and cheered us on, and that was a neat, neat marathon, too. I know he really wanted to do that because it was a nostalgic race for him to do that, and there was a lot of meaning behind that. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. And I just thought it was very ironic because... I had lived in Germany for 32 years and never had done a marathon over there. I had always flown over here to do the marathons with the two of you. And then when I lived back here, then I did a marathon over there. Right. So I didn't quite coordinate it correctly, but it went well. Yeah. (laughs) We love that. And what was the next one then? Well, um, okay, now let's see. Vietnam was the last one. but uh, We did Paris. Paris, that's right. Yeah, we uh, Paris was was really enjoyable because a number of the Runner's Edge 
runners did it all. So there was a group of maybe six of us I or so. I think eight, maybe. Or maybe eight. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and we all met there. And uh, we each had separate accommodations wherever we could find them around the city. Uh, but... Uh, that was a fun it, it, it one, was too. A, it was a good race. It was very, yeah. you know, historic running through all of these historic plazas and uh, places in Paris. And right, yeah. Yeah. What, what is it like, because uh, I've never done an international marathon, but do is it similar to the U.S. marathons, they, or do they do anything different that you've noticed? Uh, no, I don't think so. I know they start later. They start like about 10 o'clock in the morning. I don't know. It seems to be all the ones that we've done overseas have all been about 10, 10 o'clock. And you don't necessarily get a shirt automatically. But the aid stations have all been, you know, also very well mm-hmm. manned. And uh, in Berlin, of course, they had corrals too. And New Zealand was very small. So that was just, you know go to the start and run. Right. But they're, but they're all pretty, you can compare them. Berlin uh, seems to have and attract some of the very elite runners. Yes. Um, there's, anytime you hear about Berlin Marathon, there's either uh, a record broken um, <laughs> or just right. these incredibly crazy fast times, um, yeah, mostly by not, U.S. It's runners. Flat. It's, yeah. it's flat and fast. Mm-hmm. And I think Chicago's kind of labeled flat and fast. Too. Right. And so it's just one of those courses where you can mm-hmm. do a really good time. Uh, there were record. just a huge number of runners. I don't remember how many thousand. Oh, but <clears throat> we rented an apartment near the old eastern, east-west. Uh, East Berlin. Berlin Wall uh, that used to be there. And we walked from there to the start, and there were just rivers of people, rivers of runners going to the start. And we just followed one of those rivers and got into the crowd, and there wasn't any kind of uh, corrals or places where the slower should be or the faster should be, and we were just in one big mob. Wow. It's, it's, uh, It's exciting, and I'm... I, I wish that I was more attuned back in the days that I was running to go do an international marathon, but I won't do another marathon. That's, that's so what don't, you even, said. don't even don't even. I saw that look. You were about ready to say something, there, but it's not going to happen. You're just like when you tell me that I'm going to do the 50 states. No. It's not going to happen. Half marathons I'll do. I but, love halves. But they're great. They're mm-hmm. great. But I, yes. I wish I would have done a couple internationals. That would have been. But. We have somebody from our uh, Wednesday night running group that just uh, he completed all seven continents. Oh, that's he's, wow. He's with the uh, U.S. Coast Guard, and so he's been able to travel around. And oh, I can't remember which one he just did to finish it, but uh, this was about wow. two months ago, and really proud of him. He's an amazing runner. Yeah. I don't know about Antarctica. That would probably keep me from doing that. just sounds... It doesn't sound like fun. It doesn't sound like fun at all. It's, it's, it's <laughs> like settled here. down outside, by the way, but I understand it's still not going to be fun there in a little bit. A little Can you tell me about Vietnam and how that was? Because I heard that was kind oh, of an yes. interesting experience for a marathon. Yes. Oh, it was. It was. Well, um, <clears throat> we uh, we rented a uh, an apartment uh, just within a mile of the start, 
And uh, it was interesting the way they did it. They they didn't have a, a big enough place to have an expo inside. So they just put up uh, this uh, temporary structure in an open space for their expo. And um, the expo was uh, called uh, Taiwan Excellence. It was some company that made household fixtures and faucets and hardware and whatnot had nothing to do with running. And uh, so, um, but they were organized. We got our bibs and everything. And uh, so it it left, it started really early in the morning. I think it was supposed to start at four, but I think it started around 4.20 or almost 4.30 by the time yeah, they got we it going. we were there at four. Or mm-hmm. In the four, afternoon. Uh, four. No. No. Oh, in the morning. morning. Oh, okay. Morning. Right. Yes. Right. Because it's and, so hot. Um, and most of the runners were uh, locals or Asians, certainly, or people mm-hmm. from other islands nearby or other parts of Vietnam. Um, but there were a few, a handful of Westerners. Um, there was that nice couple mm-hmm. we met from, from Scotland. From Scotland. There were a couple brothers from someplace else. I don't know. England. And there was one guy from. He said he was from Boston, but he worked over in one of the stands or <laughs> Uzbekistan or something. We thought he kind of worked for the CIA, perhaps. I don't know. Who knows? Um, but uh, it, I'll have to say that it once we got running, it was very organized. Uh, the aid stations were good. One unique thing was that the sports drink was effervescent. It was a uh, like a sparkling, almost like a soft drink, which was really not Carb- carbonated, huh? Carbonated, yeah, and that that was good to have. Um, the one of the central parts of the marathon was supposed to be the Fo Mai Bridge, uh, and it was a little disappointing because, uh, first of all, it was very foggy uh, in the morning and still kind of. Uh, dusk, you know, or, or twilight, you know, it was still kind of dark by the time he got to the bridge, which is, I think, only about six miles into the race. And we ran up, 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 and we got to this point where we just, it wasn't even halfway up the bridge, I don't think. And we couldn't see much of anything because of the fog, and we had to turn around and then come back down. And I think that's when you're starting to feel ill. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's just one of those things in Vietnam. But the reason we did Vietnam is Michael's nephew, who he already mentioned before, that lived in New Zealand. Right. He's now, well, he was teaching, he's retired now. He was a professor in Hong Kong. And so they said, come to Hong Kong and visit us. So we said, sure, we have to do that. And mm-hmm. so I said, well, since we're there in Asia, we might as well just look and see what else there is to do. And so I just looked up and the, Lo and behold, there's a marathon just about in the same time frame that we were there. And so I said, okay, Michael, let's do it. So by the time we signed up, it was full. But you could uh, sign up with a charity, as a charity, for mm-hmm. a charity, which was happened to be Agent Orange victims. Yeah. And so we felt really good. It was a bit of money, like almost what you'd pay here in in Denver or someplace like mm-hmm. that. But we felt good because it went towards Agent Orange 
And so we never knew. We signed up and we were waiting for the confirmation, waiting for the confirmation and just hoping and praying that it all worked. And it did. And so they had our names, our bibs. And then the expo, you had to show your passport, I think, before you could pick up your bib. Yeah, yeah. And but yeah, it was a different experience. It was I can uh, imagine. It was, you know, kind of cool just to be able to navigate everything and make it to the expo, make it to the start. And uh so that wasn't my best marathon, but now afterwards It's a say, memory. Okay. okay. It's we a good got a, memory. We got a nice shirt, we got a nice medal and a great memory. And mm-hmm. then we went on to visit Tom after that. We stayed in Vietnam for two weeks, which nice. is a beautiful country. And then we went over to Hong Kong and nice. so, yeah, so that was kind of fun. That's exciting. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, you got such, such great stories, especially with being able to travel and, yeah, and to lucky. go do that. You're very, very lucky, lucky in that aspect. Mm. Yeah. So what's, what's coming up? I know you're coming out to Hawaii. I'm going to yes. see you in Maui in another yes. few weeks. You're going to yes. be the there for a few days. You. Do the turkey <laughs> trot up in Kula and it'll yes. be nice and cool up there and Kula, cool. kind of a more of a laid back uh, thing. And yeah. it's not a, it's not a timed race even though we'll have a clock up there and but you'll enjoy it it's a beautiful course and a good way to start off and um you know you both are invited to our little thanksgiving get together with all my friends well they say they're my friends i pay them (laughs) you pay them pay them a lot of money to be my friends but (laughs) you'll enjoy them i just love them dearly patty who is is, it's at her um condo they have the whole pool and uh, the wow. the room all set up and oh. it's we call them um, what, 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 do we, what do we call ourselves out there uh, that don't have any place to go what's a word for that the homeless <laughs> not the homeless no um, orphans orphans yeah orphans. It's, it's all the orphans that are out there that don't have That's any place so and we just all get together so it would be really nice we timed it perfectly you did time it perfectly Wednesday night or Wednesday afternoon so we're really looking forward right. to that and I'm not sure if this is going to air before or after that so if, if you're listening to this and Thanksgiving <laughs> hasn't happened yet well it's going to happen but if it did already happen then <laughs> I, I'll tell you right now they had a good time yes that's right <laughs> That's right. We love uh, your friends. There you go. Um, and, but you're going out there because you're going to go do a Honolulu Marathon because uh, right. you're a real good friend. And yeah. my friend from back in the Runner's Edge days is going to complete her 50th state. She will have her 50th state. And we've probably done we thought about 11, 11 or 12 with her. Mm-hmm. 11 or 12 of her states with her. So I was going to stop at 50, right? But then I said, okay, twist my arm. I might have to do Honolulu with Laura as my last marathon. But, you know, people, I've said that 50 times before. Right. So after Honolulu, what's your next marathon? We don't. Well, we don't. (laughs) You're so funny. Well, Anita says, oh, I'm interested. I've never been to Ireland. So we have to do Dublin, Ireland. Dublin. And I say, really? And she says, yeah, I think so. So Well, Laura might do it too. Laura might do it. Uh, There's, well, Patty is going to go out there. She's not a marathon runner, but Ashley, who you'll meet, is and um, and she they're talking about doing Dublin really next year. 
Patty to go out there to drink whiskey. Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> Ashley funny. to run it because she's run. a good runner. Yeah. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. we'll talk to them at Thanksgiving. Maybe maybe Patty will sure. do it if there's a 10K or a half. She'll, she'll, they'll walk that, but she'll probably be drinking her whiskey on the way. <laughs> they might kill serve me when it she at hears some this. aid station or something, <laughs> but that just sounds interesting. You know, yeah. Dublin it sounds like a fun town. Fun, fun town. So, yeah, so we'll keep running as long as we can and... Uh, well, I'm so proud us. of you. I mean, it's oh, kind of been you. the thank glue you. for our friendship mm-hmm. for all the time that mm-hmm. we've been friends. Yes. I mean, it's, you know, there's been a lot of other things outside of that. Um, but running seems to be the glue and right. you yeah. are just a wonderful story. And I'm oh, glad I was you, a part Jeff. of bringing you all together <laughs> and and proud, just happy to have been able to run 15 mm-hmm. marathons with yes. you, Nita. And right. uh, I don't know how many, Michael, you and I have run, but at least probably a handful. Mm-hmm. Well, no, Kansas City, definitely. For sure. <laughs> You've done maybe another one or two in there somewhere with a... Who, someplace i don't maybe i don't know yeah well, um, that's okay you know i have to i have to look at my list now to look refer at that to list. it wow back in the day we did when it was cheaper oh i know oh my, oh my gosh yeah. Race, yeah, exactly you know marathons actually are percentage wise or they're just they're starting to decline in popularity mm-hmm. um not a lot, but but enough because the new generations that are coming up, the millennials and all that, it takes a lot of time to train for a it marathon really and then does. to spend four hours or five hours yeah. or however long you're going to be out there running it. Um, so you see a, somewhat of a decline. You see half marathons increasing uh, smaller races, but you see some of these other you know, funky races like the Tough Mudders and all those. And surprisingly, ultras are increasing in popularity. And I don't know why that is, but... Uh, I was never tempted to do an ultra. Me neither. My ultra is 26.2. Yeah. And that is enough for me. Yeah. Somebody gave me a million dollars. Okay, I might be talked into 50K. All right. that's about so if it. anybody out there has an extra million yep. dollars lying around <laughs> that you want to give to Nita, yeah. she'll do an ultra. So yes, yes. just, you I'll know, make you proud. go to feelgoodrunning.com and, and leave a message on there and I'll connect you both up. Okay. And I'll but do I it. want to be, you need to send proof that you have the million dollars first <laughs> and that you're serious. So. It's so funny. So yeah, I mean, marathons are definitely enough and they are uh, take a lot out of you fine. but yeah. you know it's, it it's very challenging but i like to do them because i know i have to be very fit right to do them and so i have to maintain my fitness all along the way to do it and i have yeah. to maintain a good weight and so and it's i think it helps me with my mental acuity as i age too. oh absolutely so yeah i think i'm going to Keep running for uh, who knows when till I'm eighty at least. I well, suppose. with the exception of a, a running injury, you know, if you have plantar fasciitis or maybe a you know uh, stress fracture or anything like that, in most cases, if you're a runner, your health is pretty good, mm-hmm. unless you had something else really internally going on, such as cancer or something like that. Yeah. But on the other end, it it keeps you healthy. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sixty two and I don't have aches or pains and I can get up and I can bend down and I can do all this stuff. And I, you know, I see some of these young kids, they're just 
have their knees wrapped well, exactly. and exactly or and knee replaced. Yeah, hip replaced, hip replaced. Uh, right. You know, crying because oh my gosh, I heard. And it's like, yeah. Yeah, suck it Come up, on. man. Suck it up. Really. <laughs> <laughs> Get a couple comments on that one, I'm sure. <laughs> well, it was been an absolute pleasure, and thank you for agreeing to come on and talk about and reminisce and. And, um, you know, it's just a wonderful story. And I think everybody who listens is going to really like it. And um, so good luck. Good luck. I'll see you soon. Yeah, right. Or yes, I've seen will, you Jim. soon. Either or, with, depending on when right, you're listening depending to on, it. But uh, no, thank you, Jim. You've made it yeah. really easy and conversational and it was a good experience good good well i'm <laughs> yeah. glad it's yes. a good experience yes. for y'all all right i'll have to get your brother on here at some point yes i mean because good luck we've yeah. spent I know. eight and We're a half family. years we are family, We're family. yes absolutely we really are absolutely yeah all right well uh okay thank good luck you. To you yeah you got it see you soon see you soon jim okay well, there you go. That was such a nice conversation. I really enjoyed it. And what a great couple they are and such good friends. They found each other, been married for 10 years, have run 33 marathons together, traveled all over the world. My gosh. You know, if you're out there looking for a partner, don't give up. There is hope. It's never too late. And it's absolutely amazing how things can just magically happen, especially in the running community. But don't request my matchmaking services. I'm very expensive. Well, maybe I can give a runner's discount. That's the least I could do for you runners out there. Hmm, now that I think about it, maybe I should find someone to match me up and possibly with a runner. How about that? Yeah, right. Highly unlikely. Oh, well. Anyway, I got to spend a lot of time with Michael and Anita while they were on Maui during their Thanksgiving trip. They both came to the weekly free group run in Kihei that we have every Wednesday night. And they also did the Valley Isle Roadrunners turkey trot on Thanksgiving morning. So I got to see them there. Unfortunately, they did not make it to Thanksgiving dinner at my friend Patty's. A comedy of errors with directions, a wrong phone number, Anita leaving her phone in the condo that had all the information and texts that I was sending her, asking them where they were and if they needed any help to find us. Well, unfortunately, they didn't and ended up going to a Thai restaurant for Thanksgiving. And we sure missed them. And that was a bummer because we did have a very, very nice Thanksgiving at Patty's. And they would have certainly enjoyed it. And sadly, during the trip, Anita's knee progressively got worse and it looks like she will not be able to run the Honolulu Marathon. I know she's bummed about that, but it will heal, Nita, so keep your chin up, okay? Regardless, it was so good to see them. So I really hope you enjoyed this conversation. They're definitely two of the most wonderful people you will ever meet, and that is a fact. Here is a running quote to keep you inspired and feeling good. Well, it is now time for our motivational quote of the episode. And this falls in line for the amazing time I spent with our special guests when they were here on Maui, Michael and Anita. But it'll certainly apply to most of you also. And it goes like this. Miles don't seem quite as long when your friends or partner are by your side. I threw in the partner thing. Let me say that once again. Miles don't seem quite as long when your friends or partner are by your side. I don't know who came up with that quote, but if you're listening, thank you. 
You know, it is very true. All of my best runs have always been with my running friends by my side. And most of those were with a running group that I belong to. So think about that quote the next time you are out running with your friends. It certainly hits home. And it is so true. Well, that's it for this episode. Thank you for listening. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please share it with your running friends and even your non-running friends. And also on social media. It really helps the show to grow. And if you're new, go back and listen to some of the other episodes. There's some really good ones in there. I've had some great guests in 2019. And if you get this podcast through Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or Stitcher, please leave a rating or a review. Again, that helps the show to grow. And now, a new thing, if you have an Amazon Echo or a Dot, you can just ask Alexa to play the Feel Good Running podcast and the latest episode will play. How easy is that? So also share that with your running friends too. And if you have any comments or questions or want to reach out, please send me an email. You can get it right on feelgoodrunning.com and leave an email there or a, a message. We really appreciate your feedback on what we're doing right, what we're doing wrong. Anyways, good luck with all your holiday shopping and get those holiday cards out. It'll be over soon and the new year and decade will begin. So again, thank you for listening. And as I always say, just show up and always, always feel good about your running. That's it for this episode. Thanks for listening. Please consider sharing this podcast with your running friends and spread the feel good running vibe around you. Head over to feelgoodrunning.com to access all the links and resources mentioned on the show. Until next time, keep motivated, keep focused, and keep on running. It is sure to make you, well, feel good.